Welcome to Do the Right Film. My name is Harvey. Oh, I'm Thomas. And I'm Sean. And I'm Steve. Great. All right, today we've got a review of Halloween. Uh, it's directed by David Gordon Green. It also happens to be uh, co-written by Danny McBride, which is very, very interesting. Um, They're boys, though. Yeah, apparently. Yeah, I did not know that. Um, we're also going to be talking about, uh, I guess, what we would do if we were uh, movie killers or... Or, or something like that. Um, what what trope would we embody? Yeah. And why? Yeah, it's gonna be a. You could you can include things like what kind of mask you would wear, what what method of um, of crediting. <laughs> 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 if we ever do anything wrong. Yeah, we are gonna be implicated very quickly. <laughs> you guys better be on your best behavior from now on. Yeah. Yeah, you got a whole confession tape. In Basically, this, in this is all it. There's like, yeah. this is how he does it. <laughs> Even if it's just running for office, you're fucked. Yeah. That is true. Uh, we're also going to be talking about some movies that we watch during the week. Uh, before we get started, who wants to... Uh, I just realized our topic is like that uh, OJ book. If I did it, this is... Oh, hard. yeah. <laughs> if I, if, if I, did. I did it. <laughs> what a load of shit. <laughs> yeah. OJ was my hero. He got away with murder, <laughs> and then he fucked it all up like an idiot. Like he stole his own shit. I mean, yeah, yeah. But he's out though. He's uh, he's out of jail already. Yeah. Oh, shit. He did nine years. Damn. Yeah. Really? He, he did like nine he years. Did nine years. Yeah. He was released last year on probation. How do I know? All how's, this shit? Yeah. How, how's he doing? Is he good? Uh, I saw photos of him playing golf and shit. Oh, that's that's. Yeah. <laughs> but he can't. Uh, <laughs> but he can't like uh, his blood alcohol level can be over a certain. Uh, or he'll go back in. Damn, uh, weird. So he can't drink, do drugs. He's just so, playing golf. He's an old man now. Is he allowed to murder? <laughs> Probably <laughs> not allowed. Is that what you were doing your week uh, researching? I've, uh, I've been in some weird shit lately. So I was researching <laughs> David Gordon, um, not David Gordon Green, um, OJ Simpson, and then also uh, Steve. Is it Steve? Steven Gutenberg? Do you guys know who that is? Man. Yeah, Steve Gutenberg. He used yeah. to be in a bunch of movies the, in like the, the late press, 80s. The and press, uh, the first. Early you know. 90s. Yeah, he was in the Police Academy movies. He was in Cocoon. Um, what, the, what the fuck is that shit called? Spy, Spy Hard or whatever that fucking thing was. Yeah. Steve Gutenberg was like the man for a while. Yeah. And then uh, he apparently he went crazy. He, uh, he lost his career. He, he like just disappeared into like obscurity. He's never really done anything ever, ever since the early 90s. I, I just thought it was weird, like he was somebody who was like in every fucking comedy movie, and then just disappeared. So I was researching that. <laughs> Rabbit holes. Yeah, I've been down a few myself, uh, specifically with uh, North Korea. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The uh, last year, I was heavily into Guantanamo. I was like doing a lot of research on Guantanamo yeah. and watching a lot of the footage and shit, the torture stuff. It's interesting. What have you been into, Steve? Yeah, nothing, nothing this exciting. Shit, man. Uh, nothing, man. Just working a lot. Yeah, so you need to quit working so hard and start gaining some knowledge. Gaining some knowledge. Yeah, yeah. I'm fucking yeah. up. How would you have known what Steve Gutenberg's up to? <laughs> or OJ, man. I'm learning a lot today. Uh, no, week's been super chill. I ran into a Harvey, one of Harvey's favorite actresses uh, this past week, and I told him about it. And he seemed pretty excited for like a split second. Yeah, I wouldn't be excited if you ran into someone other like that. Other than Ryan Gosling, if I no, ran into like, Ryan Gosling, no, I'd be mad. I wouldn't be excited. Oh, you'd be mad. Like, why the fuck doesn't that happen to me? Oh, well, yeah, I was at this swanky. I was working this swanky party, and uh, 
it was weird because I'm surrounded by like, these rich, like famous people, and I'm just like, it's like, dude, I'm like the odd man out. Like people are taking photos of them, and I'm that dude in the back, like just some random fucking. Are you not gonna name drop right now? Uh, it's it not really much to name drop other than, you mm, know. But people are listening. They want to know what famous person you saw. Well, you dating her? Just say the name. <laughs> oh, uh, of the actress or like the, the other actress. famous people. The the actress you're referring to, your story. Uh, what's her face? I don't, I don't remember. Chloe Chloe, Chloe Savini. Yeah, yeah, Chloe Savini. Mm-hmm. It's really random. I was surprised I recognized her to be honest. <clears throat> Word. Yeah. And okay. uh, ASAP Squad was there, I guess. They're all squad. Party. Apparently, she's like friends with all these people. I was just like, it's like you would not. This is the last thing you expect, to be honest. That's funny. Yeah. What about no. you, Shomo? Uh, my week was pretty good. Um, what did I do? Not much, man. Did a lot of. I heard you watch movies. I did some movie watching. Did some laundry. Did some. Uh, Surely you didn't invite me for that uh, laundry. Man, man of the house. Yeah. Well, I, you know, um, should we announce something, Sean? Yeah, you go for it, man. All right. Well, so. Uh, what are you <laughs> oh yeah. You <laughs> 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 I don't know what you said. You it. tell him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. So last year, you guys can't you tell listeners him, can't see this right now, but we're holding hands <laughs> as he tells the story. <laughs> I have my legs crossed. Be brave, baby. <laughs> so last year, um, we've alluded to it a couple times, but last year, uh, Sean wrote a script for a film, a uh, short film. Uh, we did shoot it last year, uh, and we early we, this year too. Yeah, a little bit early in, the, like, kind of like the transition to twenty. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't finish until like this year. Yeah, yeah, it was a very long process. Um, but I was editing it. I did the cinematography and editing. Um, Pretty dope. Steve produced it. We we ran into a lot of roadblocks, but the film is complete, and I think I'd like to announce. Yeah, one hundred percent complete. Yeah, it's, it's one hundred percent complete. Uh, it's not uh, online for streaming yet because. Um, when I say streaming, it's not going to be on Netflix. Oh, no, no. It's going to be on Netflix. A, we haven't found a distributor. Yeah. No, it's, <laughs> it's, a, short, it's a short film, uh, which I don't think is very common on those streaming services. Listen, but we're starting a band camp. Just wait. What was it? A Patreon. Just go on our Patreon and pay like 10 bucks. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get the content. Uh, actually, I could. I have a private link. Oh. could send people. Um, nice. But uh, anyways, it's done. It's it's We're narrowing down which festivals, I, I believe. Um, yes, I was gonna let Sean do this list. though, but he told me to do it. It's, you do it, man. He he wrote and directed it. It's more his baby than mine. It's all over project. Yeah, we all we all worked pretty hard on it. Uh, it was fun. Can't wait. A lot to of do people cried. One. It was um, emotional. But yeah, so like I've kind of just been like chipping away at like little tiny problems, mm-hmm. and uh, now that the film's done, which I got OCD, Sean, and uh-huh. the the last cut you saw has been updated. Has been updated. Yeah. Oh, to wow. what? It's audio shit. It's, oh. it's just tiny little like footsteps and stuff like this like, that really irked me that nobody else will notice. Probably. Okay. But everything else is the same. So yeah, now it's done, you guys. Now. Who knows? I might watch it again tonight and get you're like, fucking. You're like Kanye to... West over here, Dude, Dude, tweaking shit. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm excited for that. And then uh, that was it. So now I have a lot of free time on my hands. Yes. Um, yes. So are you gonna get back into Smash? Is that what you're no, trying to announce? No, no, no. I'm done with video games for the rest of my life. Ooh. So you're not getting the Switch? I might start if, again for that. <laughs> if if we all got Switch and we all got Smash with it, because it's coming out in December. Yeah. Would you be motivated to get one as well? Um, yeah, unfortunately. Wouldn't that be like a great life? We're all sitting around. 
playing, playing Smash online. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> we'll I see would be intrigued to get into it. Yeah, I might play it. Uh, but anyways, I did go to Boston yesterday. Boston. Uh, maybe I'll include that into my review because I went to Boston to see a movie. Oh, oh I thought you were going to review Boston. Uh, no, I went there to see a movie. Oh. I'll talk about it a little bit when okay. we get to my reviews for the week. For the week? Cool. Yeah, dope. Um, you want to talk about your week, Sean? Um, didn't do too much. Um, fuck did I do? I, don't, I thought I already did. Yeah, you already did. Well, yeah. well, you went on a rabble. You talked about the researching. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that was like two days, dude. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to bring up the film and said you brought up uh, Guantanamo Bay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. Well. I totally forgot about the film. <laughs> Steve Gutenberg. <laughs> All right. Um, my week was... Uh, uh, not no, not at all. I had a very unproductive week, actually. Well, you guys both had a birthdays this week, right? Yeah, Monday that, and uh, I Tuesday. completely forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah. Did my, you tell him happy birthday, Shomo? I feel like I did on text message, but now that I'm thinking about it, no, I didn't. I don't think you did. Man. Uh-huh. They told me. Uh, really? <laughs> no. That Fuck. Didn't, that didn't happen. All right. <laughs> Just on record, happy birthday. Uh, <laughs> Harvey so awkward. And Steve, I guess. <laughs> this is the most forced <laughs> birthday belated wish. I just I hate saying things that are expected because I feel fake. Yeah. yeah. I, I sincerely mean it, but the phrase it's, itself. It's for the record. Like, okay, I want this person to know I said it. So yeah. you can't say shit. But like you know what I mean though. It's like anytime. So I think it's also like a point of like remembering, like, okay, this guy remembered. You know? I guess, but Yeah, I know what you mean. Um sometimes I feel like a jerk too. Yeah. <laughs> well, we need to assure each other that we don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think anyone cares care. about a birthday here. Yeah, I don't really care. Um, but yeah, it was my birthday, and uh, I like, uh, I didn't do much for the whole week. If I'm honest, um, I just kind of rolled the whole birthday week out. Um, Take off work. Did you have cake? I did have a lot of cake this week, actually. What about you, Steve? No, I didn't. No cake. Okay. Uh, no cake this week. Unfortunate. I had uh some. I had a cupcake too, which was really nice. Fuck. Um, man, nobody loves you, Steve. <laughs> yeah, I slowly realize that once you reach this age, either you know you have a lot of people in your this life that age, love you. Harvey's older. He's or, still getting cake. Well, I'm just saying, there's two paths that you go down. You either you got a cake last like, year too. Yeah. Yeah. I See, what the I've, fuck? I've always gotten a cake. Harvey always gets cake, and because my, my girlfriend's because people like me. Exactly, my girlfriend made him a cake <laughs> yeah. and brought it into his room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, I've never had that, so I mean, it's either people despise you or people like you at this point. We'll get you a cake next year. I mean, I doubt it. Some year. You guys ready to talk I about movies? It. Yeah. Um, I think so. Somebody lost the game last week, right? You did. Was it me? Yeah. Oh shit! It's not good then, <laughs> dude. I'll I'll find this more funny than anything. <laughs> no, actually. Uh, oh, he did watch it. Fuck. Yeah, I watched this. He's nice misdirect. Out. Yeah, I watched this goddamn movie. I don't remember what it was. It's uh, the one I love. Oh yeah. Directed by uh, Charlie McDowell. Um, it stars Mark Duplass. What has he done? Charlie McDowell. Yeah. He did. I'll uh, look it up. The Discovery. Quick. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Did not know that. Yep. Uh, yeah, this stars uh, Mark Duplass and Elizabeth Moss. I believe it's uh, also produced by the Duplass brothers. They, they usually fucking if one of if Mark Duplass is in a movie, I think he usually produces it. Yeah. Um, I'm eating that shit. Here's the synopsis. In case you don't know, it's about 
uh, on the brink of separation, Ethan and Sophie escape to a beautiful vacation house for a weekend getaway in an attempt to save the marriage. What begins as a romantic and fun retreat soon becomes surreal when an unexpected discovery forces the two to examine themselves, their relationship, and their future. How awesome is that house, by the way? Wouldn't you like to spend a week there? Yeah. Um, it's. I've been like looking at a bunch of like Airbnbs, too, because I'm mm-hmm. going to go to California. And um, yeah, to be able to live, stay in something like that for like a short amount of time. And just even, like sip on wine, yeah. walk around in a robe. It looks amazing. Pool, I would just be naked the whole time, the if I'm honest. I wouldn't want to be, meet the locals, but yeah, um, it'd, it'd be a nice, nice vacation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so these two characters, played by Elizabeth Moss and Mark Duplass, Ethan and Sophie, they go to a uh, like a marriage counselor, played by Ted Danson, which is really weird. I didn't expect that. I haven't seen him in anything in a while. Um, and they're all they're having all of these marital issues that stemmed from this event that happened in a relationship. They sort of allude to it, but you don't really understand what the context is or what happened. Uh, I think you can sort of piece together that obviously um, one of them cheated on the other one, and that's where this uh, separation started to uh, stem from or precipitate from. Ted Danson's character as the therapist, he offers them a uh, what he believes to be a solution to their problem going to this uh, retreat that's out in the hills, I suppose. I'm not really sure where it is. I know it's in California, maybe closer to Northern it California. It could be in the same place they use for um, Joshi. That is true. It could Leah, be. Or what is it called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, they go to this beautiful house and they stay there for like a week or something. Um, apparently, couples have been there in the past and it really helps their relationship and helps to rekindle their love for each other. That's what they're told. Um. Mark Duplass's character, Ethan, happens to find this uh, guest house that's like out back, uh, separate from the main house. And it, you know, there's like this walk to it, which through this like really beautiful and scenic like garden or something. I don't know. That's why when you told me about the movie, I was like, they go into like a garden or some shit, right? Cause I remember it was like seeing all of the the uh, the trees and like the nature oh, from, yeah. the, from the trailer. Yeah, so yeah. I assume they like went into some like secret okay. garden, but it's like a secret uh, guest house that they go into. And um, I don't know. Is it, is it a spoiler to, to explain what happens? Yeah, in that guest it house? is because because that 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 was what threw me for a loop because I wasn't expecting that at all. And I think it's yeah. well, I think it's well worth it to find out for yourself. Yeah. Well, now I don't know what I'm going to talk about for the rest of this review. Um, <laughs> Just did you enjoy it? Did it, you not like it? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I definitely enjoyed it. I think the you saw, I think the, you saw the, twi- the Twilight Zone S. Yeah. S- yeah, yeah, it's very, like it, yeah. It has a, it has a twist. Uh, there's obviously something to the guest house, and uh, it becomes a significant part of the story and a part of their relationship, and they start to understand each other and understand. Uh, what each other feels for the other through this weird occurrence in the guest house. Um, it also challenges them to a degree and uh, brings them a bit closer to separation. Um, I think it's definitely worth checking out if uh, if anyone likes um, just smart romantic comedies. Um, I think this one is especially different because it has like that sci-fi element to it um and it's not never really explained throughout the movie too which i which i do like um it doesn't get bogged down with the minutiae yeah yeah it it allows itself to remain like a romantic comedy without getting too uh sci-fi and too 
like technology uh, based. Um, I do like the performance by uh, Elizabeth Moss in this, especially she, um, as she's learning like the secret, the secrets of this guest house and um, like the complications and, and things that, 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 that brings to the relationship. She is, she's very believable and in, in, like terms of uh i don't know wanting to remain happy she she like plays like a desperate lover in this relationship and she's been so um she's like been so like mistreated i suppose throughout the relationship and so unhappy that any like glimmer of, of happiness that she can get she like jumps at the opportunity and it makes her question not only her relationship but her but herself and uh her place in the relationship. I think this does some really interesting things, but it is very difficult to talk about if, if you can't mention. Yeah, it's tricky. House. But, um, I did enjoy this movie. Um, uh, the third act, uh, is probably my least favorite part of the movie. I think the, the resolve could have been much more interesting. And I guess that's as specific as I can be without talking about it. I would give it a three and a half out of five. Uh, nice. I'm always down for 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 these sort of movies. Um, I'm not really sure what to call it. If I'm if I'm honest, I don't think I, you could call this mumblecore, but um, no. you can, it it is very uh, it is very very independent, and you can tell this movie had absolutely no budget. But it's it's very well done. It has a very good story and I like a very what- compelling plot for like. For for especially for the production value and the the amount of money that went to it, it's I like I respect these movies. That's what I'm trying to say. Respect. Yeah. And uh, I just yeah, I one think when you put in that perspective, I'm thinking about I'm like, yo, they had like a house that they shot in, so they basically probably just rented that house for a week. It's so minimal. And like everything was just it was just well everything was like well done or well thought out when it came to like the filmmaking process or like yeah. I remember watching it. It felt like a really long short. Yeah, <laughs> in the terms of like how limited the story is. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it too, though. Yeah, should I uh, should I keep talking or do you guys want to? Yeah, go I don't the see the, I don't see the point in yeah, doing multiple. Okay, well, uh, uh, after listening to you guys last week. What's this? Oh my god! I think I know what's coming. What you said is? Oh my god! <laughs> because yeah, I'm excited. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. He's gonna talk about it. Oh, yeah, my God. I, uh, I watched The Star is Born, uh, directed by uh, Bradley Cooper. Just won't the, take another fam- look at you. The famous actor, um, starring Lady Gaga, Sam Elliott, Andrew Dice Clay. Is that her real name? Um, I th- <laughs> what is her name? I think it's like Sophie or something like that. Sophie Gagalorian. It's Stefani. Just made that oh. up. Where'd she get the lady from? Yeah, so I'm not going to talk too much about it because you guys talked about it last week. Why not? Um, I don't know. Uh, well, I don't even. Know I would love to, to just take another look at this film. Yeah, so I'll, I'll run it down really quick that just to terrible. get myself into the in the mood. Uh, Bradley Cooper plays a uh, a rock star named Jackson Maine, which is hilarious, and it's part of the reason why I didn't want, want to see this movie initially. I looked at the, <laughs> you I saw at the cast and Jackson. Fuck this shit! <laughs> like Jackson, that's the most. 
It's just ridiculous fucking country name. Yeah, it's it sounds so it's stupid. The most, it's the most movie name you can. I'm give still a mad about it. He, it's such a good movie, but such a shitty fucking oh, main so character name. Um, yeah, Jackson Maine happens to go into a uh, a um, what, what kind of bar was that? It's like so a, it's kind uh, of like a cross uh, drag bar. Yeah, it's a drag bar. It's a drag yeah. bar, and um, for some reason, Lady Gaga's character, uh, Allie also performs in this drag bar. It, it's it's very strange. Well, they, they they alluded to, like, they love her pipes so yeah. much that she's the only, like, straight girl that they... Yeah. 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 Um, and he happens to catch a glimpse of her performance, and he's blown away by it, and he starts stalking her to a small degree um, until she <laughs> agrees to, like, come to his show, and they begin dating, and she becomes a pop star. Um the performance in this performances in this movie were were really amazing. Um, it's difficult to understand how someone that has won like fucking twenty Grammys and can be so musically talented. It's upsetting actually that how good she was in this movie. Um, it it doesn't seem like it should be possible. It's incredible, um, but her performance yeah. is amazing. Bradley Cooper as well. He's like he fucking just leaves you heartbroken. Um, I don't know. I basically agree with it. You didn't cry? I got super close. I got yeah. pretty close. Uh-huh. The, uh, the, the, the steak, drive, your the eyes were moist. Scene. Yeah, the driveway scene. I, I got fucking really close. Um, yeah, the you didn't st- quiver? <laughs> the steak scene. It's a, uh, it's an incredible movie, and it's very impressive for his uh, his first feature too. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's like definitely moments where Lady Gaga seems like amateurish in her acting, but I think it. Uh, it's weird it, seeing her in this light too, because like, from what we know of her in like pop culture in our real world, is that she's always like an enigma, like the way she dresses. Yeah, you never what she, all the prosthetics she wears. You really never see her full face. Yeah, you, yeah, that is true. You never. It's very difficult, or at least for a while, it was to like mm-hmm. actually like see Lady Gaga and see what what her face looks like. And I feel like yeah, she's very like revealed in this one, in mm-hmm. this movie. You even fucking see her naked at some point. Um, yeah, it's it is strange to see. But I think she uh, she played that character very well and very um, realistic. And I think what I was saying is that like sometimes she seems a bit amateur in her acting. It's because um, I think you're you expect to see a certain style and a certain way of acting from like seasoned actors, and she didn't do that at times. And I think uh, I don't know I think it played to her character to a degree, um, and like how. I guess uncomfortable she was in a situation initially, like meeting this guy and he's like trying to take her out and stuff like that. Um, Moving too fast. I think the pacing is the one big complaint I have in this movie. Um, like a, the first act, act and a half, I didn't really know how long uh, they were together. I, I believe didn't I know. said the same thing. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. It's um, like my one takeaway. Yeah, I was a little confused by like uh, yeah, the, the my criticism was the you can't really get a good sense of time. Yeah, that that was a that was a problem for me. Um, I didn't really understand how time has passed, and I was like trying to equate that to like where they should be in their relationship and just shit like that. Uh, it bothered me. I think that slightly. we saw two years worth. What do you think? I think it's like two years worth. Maybe, maybe I don't a year. Even know. The, the, I, I think the, less years than that, maybe. too. I don't know. I feel like it was too short for like the progression of like what happened. <laughs> you know. Post Malone went fucking viral overnight. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I think other small uh, criticisms I have would be the way that uh, 
Bradley Cooper's own character was handled uh Jackson Maine specifically in the in the third act and um I don't know I can't really say anything cuz it's sort of a spoiler but but um I don't know just the the way his character behaved I I, I don't believe that it, it 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 felt entirely uh realistic or um yeah or true to life I should say which um I mean, like to credit everything else in this movie feels very realistic to me. I feel like that could happen. Uh, we just haven't seen it before. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, yet. Yeah, but overall, yeah, this is a this is a great movie. It's surprising, it's, isn't it? It's, it's it's very surprising. I've never hated a trailer it makes more. Makes you and angry loved a movie. for doing like, that to you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I would recommend this to everybody. I think this can work on any level. Oh, for sure. Uh, I did see some negative reviews on Letterboxd, though that kind of bothered me. But um, <laughs> I guess it's not for everybody. But Dude, Letterboxd is the worst. Uh, yeah, I think the wide majority of, of audiences could uh, appreciate this movie. Um, I think Lady Gaga will definitely uh, be nominated at least. Um, for she'll, sure, she'll probably it's win a ton of like music awards. Yeah, the the music in this movie as well is just so fucking good. I've already started learning with my girlfriend. Uh, she started learning it too, but we started learning shallow on oh, guitar. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll learn that song he plays on piano. And yeah, then the, together. The, I want all you guys to be uh, in a band and just start playing fucking th- covers of this. I think uh, of even Harvey I, learned the pop song that she sings. <laughs> Why don't you do that, do that, do that, yeah, do that, 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 do that. I, mean, I love that, that song. The moves and everything. I love how, I love that song because of, like, my girlfriend's like, you like, you hate pop music. What are you doing listening to this song? Like, I love the stipulation behind it and how it says that pop music is bullshit. Yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's very, it's definitely uh, self-aware. and being, catchy uh, too, you know. <laughs> there's a lot of satire in that. Um, but, um, I think Sam Elliott is definitely my favorite <laughs> Uh, part of this movie is my favorite character in this movie. He fucking killed it. Um, but yeah, Lady Gaga was surprisingly fucking good. Bradley Cooper was great as always. Uh, I don't think it's a perfect movie, but I'm so I'm somewhere between like a four and a half and a four. I, I'll give it a four and a half. Well, that's a little low, don't you think? Nah, I think it's great. I was thinking more like five. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, I get what you're saying. It's not a perfect movie, but it it hits so hard that like it does hit hard. Uh, that I just ignore it. Yeah, perfections. I, I, I understand that for sure. Um, Steve, what are you doing, man? I got more movies to talk about. Just but hanging out. I feel like I've taken up too do, much time. Uh, you see, you gotta see. Star Why don't you guys born. do a duo of mid nineties? Could do that. Oh wait, I thought you saw it. Steve fucked me up. Literally, <laughs> Steve fucked. Don't me up. Eat, Steve doesn't watch <laughs> movies in theaters. <laughs> Steve has never like, gone hey, Steve, to the meet movies. Steve, me meet me at work five o'clock. He shows up at six. Yeah, we get to Williamsburg. He's like, "Oh, we got an hour kill. Let's stop at this bar real quick. One drink. No, never. Seven drinks never. later. Seven. It's I the movie's gone. Was, yeah, Dude, he I mean? did it on purpose. When was the last time Steve saw a movie in theaters that wasn't the main? Bitch, review? why are you always questioning me? I do more work than you. Get the fuck out of here. What <laughs> I'm saying is like, you can find time. You just don't want to. That's you not gotta true stop at, all. at a bar. So should I keep? Keep going. Why don't you guys do it together? I will do I'm, a mid-90s I'm tired, joint I'm tired, I'm tired of getting attacked. Attacked. And also, I'm trying, attacked. To, trying to not give away too much. I'm seeing it tomorrow night. You ain't seeing shit. I'm seeing it tomorrow night, right? <laughs> See you tonight. Yeah, my, the L's <laughs> down, though. That is true. Yeah. yeah, it's no movement right now. That is true. Cool relying on that piece of shit. All right, let's hear how great this fucking movie you is. You can start it off. Uh, 
Thomas. I've talked a lot. All right, me and Harvey are going to do a, a duet real quick about uh, mid-90s. Acapella style. So uh, mid-90s is uh, written and directed by Jonah Hill. You guys know him. He's a fat guy. That's fucked up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually watched him on The Breakfast Club um, today. He was talking about... Former fat guy. Yeah, that's what I mean. But he was talking a lot about that part of his life and stuff. It's very interesting. Um, yeah, so Jonah Hill wrote and directed this. This is his uh, his love child here. Uh, took him three years to write this script. I heard wrong. four. He said three? He said like three at least. Oh, okay. Like he was just hard on himself. This guy's a liar. Maybe. <laughs> it could be. <laughs> but uh, it really does put it into perspective. It's like kind of sad right like you could be hard on yourself for three years and then finally put out the movie you know uh so mid-90s falls stevie a 13 year old in uh, the 90s era la who spends a summer navigating between his troubled home life and a group of new friends that he meets at the motor avenue skate shop um it's starring a a bunch of uh, non-actors except for one we all know uh these are basically kids that shred <laughs> Who are really good at skateboarding? Who he just you said. guys should watch the first try Friday on the barracks with that with the cast. Really, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. Um, these are a lot of just skateboarders who um, he I don't know where he found them, but uh, we got Sonny uh, Soljic, uh, Catherine Waterson's in here as well, as well as Lucas uh, Hedges, who's my hero. Yeah, he's everywhere. Love that man. dude. He is just like literally. He's already done more movies than like Tom Hanks. That's not true. Just one, but he's getting there though, right? Dude's like four a year, dude. It's insane. Yeah, he was doing a lot. Um, we have Nikel Smith. He was he was very good. We have um, Olan Prennett, who plays a character and who's also credited as this character on IMDb as fuck shit. So his name's fuck shit. And um, yeah, so I was super attracted to this movie for um, the main reason that you know I, I was similarly aged to uh sunny his character stevie in this movie his name's stevie i think i was a little uh older or younger i mean younger uh, he was 13 in the mid 90s i was like seven or eight but like my brother was a little bit older than me and he was teaching me skateboarding right around the same time that's around when i got into skateboarding um took it more serious later but uh yeah i was very invested in the culture as a lot of us here at this table were uh, we, we've skated for, for many, many years. Um, and it, it's kind of just this like coming of age set to this culture of skateboarding and hip hop. And, and just this this part of the 90s where, where kids just grew up like and like this weird trend. The 90s almost felt like a transitional period to me. And it's like everything became like really crude and, and self aware and i don't know it's very weird it's like right before we had all this technology back like i feel like nowadays you can't like anything feels possible like i'm pretty sure my phone can do anything like anything i need that would make my life better i have it what are you are we talking about what are you talking about i'm talking about the movie this plays uh, in the movie i think um i think that's why he named it mid 90s because this movie is not just nostalgia porn i don't think and but people are kind of saying it is and and whatnot and it's it's not and um and there was a a point in time where where kids would just develop these you know cultures due to literally like like vacuums like like there's just like a void in something like you didn't have 
the ability to make your life easier with all these things, you know? And I know you have that in the 70s and, and 80s as well, but it's different, I think. And I can't explain why, but it's definitely different. And there's like a Netflix thing about the 90s. Have you guys watched that? No. Where they go through the 90s, politics, yeah. music, culture. I haven't seen it, but I... It's really, really good. It'll kind of help explain what I'm saying right now. I think I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Um, um, it's very hard to put into words, but... yeah. I think these kids are going through that, and it shows here. And this is a coming-of-age story that um, I, I think would work on its own in any era. Um, but it just, I think it adds a lot to it. And a lot of people are saying the title is really bad, mid-'90s, um, saying that it's like pigeonholing itself into being a nostalgic-centric movie. But it's not, and I think you should give it a shot. Um, basically, Sonny's character, Stevie, he... He has this unraveling where you, you kind of have where you go from a child to preteen where you start to um, you start to be more in touch with your friends and your, your social life around you than your family. You don't really give a fuck about your family anymore at that point. Like uh, you just find the, the life outside more important and like who you connect with. And um, these kids, they they kind of take Stevie in. Not like, hey, we're going to show you the ropes, Stevie. He just starts hanging around long enough. Yeah, he, he infiltrates. Yeah, he infiltrates. And he, he does it methodically, you know. He he hangs out there and inserts himself um, accordingly. And, uh, yeah, and, and he kind of just is hanging with these older kids. And, and they're more, they're a little bit different than the way he grew up. Um, two of them are black. So, like, they're, they're from, like, the, uh, well, actually, one of them said he doesn't live in the ghetto. Um, but yeah, he, he's in this mixed bunch of, of kids where they're all from different households and neighborhoods and yeah, it's a coming of age story. It's super simple. Um, kind of an unraveling of, of Stevie or an emergence into a, a new, you know, age. And I really enjoy this movie. I, I don't have much to say about it. It's super simple. And I think it was more simple than I thought it was going to be. And it works. What about you, Harvey? Uh, I agree, especially with the, uh, like the title, like the title itself, I think the title means means something. I, I don't think it's just uh, called mid-90s to be nostalgic or try to evoke this nostalgic feeling in others. Uh, I think that the mid-90s were a transitional period in a lot of ways. The internet was growing and uh, culture was just shifting as, as a result of a ton of different factors. And I think that this movie shows that transitional period in uh, Stevie as he's growing up through the mid-90s. It's just, um, I think, sort of a uh, a payback to um, to that. Um, I think that the, the, the uh, performances were really surprising in this, especially from Nikhil Smith. I don't believe he's ever acted before. Um, nope. I've seen him in a couple of videos before. I think he skates for Adidas. He's pretty fucking good. Uh but he does a he does a pretty solid performance in this. Um, I don't think it it's no late Lady Gaga or anything, but um, it's definitely solid and a lot more a lot more uh, impactful and and uh, and well done than I than I expected. I think that's true for pretty much all the other the other actors in this. I doubt those guys have really done anything before, uh, but they were uh, really solid. I think uh, what I like most about this movie is that it, it it does justice to um to a skateboarding story story i think a lot of other skateboarding stories especially tend to focus more on the skateboarding which is 
sort of their downfall instead of and somehow they do it wrong yeah like and, paul and they, rodriguez had one and it's like these are made by real skateboarders yeah. and it's wrong <laughs> yeah very very wrong it makes no sense but uh yeah. I, I think this one this one treated skateboarders like they were people and it gave them actual stories and, and character and i think that was just the the biggest difference when you compare it to any other skateboarding movie the, the skateboarding wasn't necessarily at the forefront of this story either it's a story that anyone can can relate to anyone that's gone through that uh that transitional period from being a kid to becoming like aware of yourself and aware of uh things outside your family especially the world outside of your family whether that's friends or whatever you get into and uh yeah i think for the most part this movie is just super relatable even outside of the the skateboarding, um, and I think that's little, where it works well. Extra relatable if you skate, but I think it still works. Otherwise, I think so. It, too. it was way too accurate for me. Like I had an older brother and shit, <laughs> just like like a huge age gap too. Um, yeah, dude, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I've been seeing a lot of negative reviews on Letterbox. Um, turns out it's very triggering. Um, people are bringing up. I just don't know what to tell these people anymore. Like there, so there's tons of. Um, so I don't know if you guys remember the '90s, but man, we said fag and gay a lot, right? Yeah. There's there's no other way around it. We we can repent for our sins, whatever. Yeah. But that was just the culture, and it's no longer that way. You know, now you don't get to call your friends faggot um, without, you know, you know, there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. You don't call what your friends you faggot saying, anymore, okay? Because <laughs> you seem angry that you can't do it. Because I actually, no, no, I'm not I, I've never used that word in that <clears throat> way. No, you, you, just, you didn't grow up down. In, I wasn't maybe, allowed to say those words. Maybe it's because you were in New York, but like you know, white kids by the ocean and shit, and like fucking, I don't know. We always said it. California and Florida had a lot of. Uh, yeah, but now, yeah, I understand what you mean because now. Uh, but he's getting some some flack for like a lot of that language in there. I'm like, dude. That was the most realistic part about it. <laughs> I don't think people also, you just have to like, I don't think some of these people who are criticizing it don't hang around kids now because I was hanging out with some skateboarders for a shoot we did like a while, like I think two weeks ago. Yeah. Dude, those kids say, that's they, I would. They still up. say it? Yeah. People still fucking act that way. It's like nothing's technically right. changed. Yeah. It's <laughs> a you thing. You know, you're, you're it's like you're, you don't know better. So yeah, you just say stupid shit. And then when you get older, you're like, wow, that was fucking terrible. Why would I say that? You know? So. Um, there's also like someone said it was too triggering. Like the fuck is triggering? Uh, this something about asphyxiation, but it's a small part of the movie. I won't spoil it, but it doesn't really matter. Tell me afterwards. Uh, no, you should go see the movie. Uh, but otherwise, um, yeah, yeah, I really like this movie. It's it's a fun one. It's it's fun enough to make you laugh, I think, and uh it's it's got its emotional moments and stuff too. And um there's like a really good scene between um Nikel Smith and Sonny Soljic's characters where he's basically saying I think it's kind of in the trailer too, but um he's he's helping the, his friend out by by saying this new little kid, you know, he's giving him advice that like, look, you wouldn't trade your shit for other people's shit if you, you know, looked inside their closet. Something along those lines is true, you know? A, that was a lesson that kid needed to hear. That was a very good moment in the movie. Yeah. I like it. I think, uh, 
I really liked his character a lot more than I thought I was going to as well. And he was like a more prominent in the story than I thought he was going to be. Uh, Nicole Smith's character. Yeah, I mean. yeah. Um, I, I, I like that he was, um, I don't know, I thought that he was just going to be like a fucking a dumb skateboarder, but he was actually like a, a really cool and uh, smart character and he was just uh, well written. There was um there was one thing that happened that I was super related with, and I'm sure we all have is like when your friends move apart, not because you like went to different schools or or, or whatever or moved away, but where they start getting mixed in with shit, yeah, and you no longer feel like as close to them anymore. Like for instance, there's one character that he um he drinks and parties too much, and he he's starting to lose touch of. His friends and shit, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, and that fits right into the transitions that you were talking about. Um, I think this movie covers, uh, like, the coming of age story in a really, in a really good way and in a really uh, different way as well because you barely get uh, good movies about skateboarding and skateboarding culture. It also managed to talk about those other transitions in, in life and then, in the, in the like childhood that you experience, um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of uh, things I don't like about this movie. Um, Seems like you love it. There's a, I don't know. I think the pacing in the, uh, in the in the third act is a little strange. Um, it does come to a halt too. It does. But uh, for the most part, I, I really enjoy this movie. I think I'd give it a four and a half. I would also give it a four and a half. Um, nice. How about that? I'm going to watch it. Scope it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty damn good. <clears throat> good on Jonah Hill. Yeah. All right. He did it. He did it, Jonah. Um, should I talk about one more movie real quick? Do it. I don't care. Well, so I went to Boston, and I saw a movie, but I don't think I'm going to talk about it. And the reason I don't think I'm going to talk about it is because none of you will be able to see it for a long time. How long? I don't know. Like, it's not even been purchased or picked up for distribution and, and whatnot. Could be a while. Um, but it, it's called Groupers. And this is a movie made by a, uh, I don't want to promote other podcasts, but it's a film podcast that I really enjoy. That I've been listening to for like five years now almost. And uh, I feel really close with this, one of this particular host on this show, and I really respect him and I wanted to support his his movie, and he came to Boston, and I went there and saw the movie. And the cool thing about watching a movie by somebody you've been listening to talk for five years is, like, you can really get everything. Like, you get all their Easter eggs. You get all their, like, thought process behind, like, why they made a decision and whatnot. Um, but Groupers is about um, – actually, this is pretty funny – synopsis for it on imdb actually and uh this sounds, sounds interesting um basically it's it's almost like buzzard and a jeremy sunye uh movie got together so the shitty imperfect trashy low budget um buzzard mixed with like a higher budget from like green room with with comedy you know uh I think that's the best way to explain it. But the synopsis is a grad student kidnaps two homophobic high school bullies to use her 
to use as her subjects in an experiment performed at the bottom of an empty swimming pool. Um, sounds really simple, but he does a lot of cool things where he plays with um, time and he jumps back in time to introduce new characters. And there's new characters introduced along the way, and he's he's really fleshed out all the characters. I was very impressed. He crowdfunded the film all by himself. I really enjoyed it. Um, it's a very imperfect movie, and he knows it. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna wait until like it comes out and like recommend um, it to you guys. Are they gonna review it? <laughs> no. They don't do that. <laughs> Why would he review his own movie? I mean, he has a co-host, right? So yeah, but I, I think mean, it'll be his fun. his co-host did review it. I mean, he said uh, he really liked it, but I don't think he. Yeah, Groupers was written and directed by my Letterboxd co-host it. here. Is that uh, how they talk? Yeah, that was that was that was wild, like bro. Big Bird. No, they don't. <laughs> it's actually Big Bird's new movie podcast. But I watched um, Leave No Trace. Uh, that's what I wanted to really touch on real quick. Uh, Leave No Trace came out. I saw the trailers. The trailer is emotional and heartbreaking. I was like, this movie's made for me. That movie pass movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was it a movie pass movie? I don't. They kept pushing it. Though, yeah, for a while. Um, so this is written and directed by um, Deborah Granick. And this stars Ben Foster, Thomas McKenzie, or Thomasine. Wow, I've never seen my name feminized before. Thomasine. Uh, yeah. And so it's about a father and his 13-year-old daughter are living an ideal existence in the vast urban park in, in Portland, Oregon, when a small mistake derails their lives forever. You've seen this trailer, right? The guy's living in the park with his daughter. They love it. They're living in nature. Yeah, yeah. They're into the wild. Classic Mr. Fantastic. Uh, but it's kind of like Mr. Fantastic, but it's a lot more than that. Um, essentially, um, they get caught and they get relocated to a home where they're like, you know, they're not treated like homeless people on crack because they're not. And the agency that tries to help them knows that. So they're like giving them special treatment, I guess, which is kind of fucked up when you think about it. All them crackheads ain't trying to help. Um, it's crazy. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, this movie's really heartwarming. I really enjoyed it. Um, ben Foster, dude, the guy's got a sadness in his eyes. In this he kills movie. everything, man. But his eyes, there's him, his daughter is, like, going off on him because he's a certain way. And he's just looking at her like this. And his eyes just have this fucking heartbreak in them. And he's obviously got PTSD. They don't really go into what happened or or anything. You can just tell. And he just can't, for the life of him, fit into society. Like, he just can't fucking do it. It makes him depressed. He wants to kill himself. It's crazy. I really recommend this movie. That's all I'll say. It's it's a good movie. I like the it's a good ending, little movie. I like the, the ending note, though. He just he gets depressed. He wants to kill himself. I highly recommend it. Everyone should go watch it. <laughs> I mean, if you're feeling low, <laughs> check this shit out. It's nice. It's very simple. Um, it's small. And heartwarming. I'd probably give it a four, man. I'll watch it. It was it was like right on the cusp of me where I went hiking over the weekend. I came back for a week and I said I can't be in this society anymore. And I went back out hiking the next weekend or camping. You're, I, mean, I think you're it's out of my in the system. Wrong state. <laughs> I know I live in New York. I love um harsh like I don't like being moderate in anything. I don't like living in the city a little bit, getting out for a little bit. I like being in it all the way or out of it all the way. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> Which is why you don't do drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because 
I'm either sober or, or I'm ODing. Jesus. No in between. Mm-hmm. That's a real problem. That's what Doug Stanhope said. If if you if you always do everything in moderation, you never get the full effect. That is true. Don't eat one mushroom. Save up. Get the whole bag and see God. <laughs> uh, Sean, you got some movies you want to talk about? What's the runtime on this bitch? Um, we're at forty-eight, but we okay, probably I'll talk started about five minutes. One movie. No, you can talk about more. No, nah, I don't want. Our talk topic's about gonna else. be short. Um, the hell. So I'll just run through some names of things that I watch. Um, so for the first time, I watched uh, Meet the Robinsons. You guys seen this? What is that? Meet the Robinsons. The I believe it's Disney. If I'm mis- if not mistaken, mm-hmm. it's Disney. Is it, is it Disney? dinosaurs in it? No, 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 that's uh dinosaur, Junior. Dinosaur Junior is a man. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Little dinosaur? I don't know. Dinosaur Jr. just rolled off my tongue. Yeah. You know what's funny? You were saying that and my head was yeah. instantly like, Junior? <laughs> um, yeah. So I watched that for the first time. I rewatched Mr. Bean's Holiday. Holds up. Um, I watched for the first time in my life, Van Helsing. Never seen that before. <laughs> How did you feel about it? Uh, dude, this movie is two hours and 25 minutes. It's fucking long. It's long as shit. What, there, there, which, which one is it? Fucking Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, Kate Beckinsale. Two hours twenty-five. This movie is fucking. Yeah, long. and the whole in the, the Two and a quarter. Yeah, the entire movie is um, CGI. Like everything is CGI. It looks like they. It looked like they made this movie in like a room with like a plank, and they're running around back and forth in the room, and there's CGI shit just happening around them at all times. So what am I supposed to be doing here? It's like, don't worry, we're gonna put it Dude, in there the later. The CGI is so bloated. It's the most bloated CGI work I've I ever seen. I remember it wasn't in my good life. though. Like I specifically remember this movie not being good. Yeah, this movie um it takes a toll on you. Like once it hits the hour mark, you're like, okay, it looks like there's a clear resolution here. Like you see, like oh, it's ending, and then yeah. you like look at it, like, oh fuck, and, like, oh, and then you look at the runtime. <laughs> okay, what the fuck are you gonna do for then another you get into hour? Plot too. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a soap opera. Um, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be a franchise. Yeah, well, it's supposed to tie into um, um, the Dark Universe, I believe. Was it? Yeah. They were planning that shit for that long? Yeah, it's the same That's director insane. who did uh, the Mummy movies. He uh, did this. Yeah, oh, it was supposed sucks. to tie into like uh, another mu- Mummy movie as well. Um, so yeah, not good. Would not recommend it. It was released in 03, I believe, or 04. Um, very, very forgettable. And I also watched a Danish Western called uh, The Salvation. Um, stars Mads Mikkelsen, the uh, very beautiful looking Mads Mikkelsen. Um, he plays a really good w- Western frontiersman. Uh, the movie takes place in the uh, Wild West. His family comes to live with him after a seven year separation there in Denmark. He, he fled the war trying to start a new life in the United States. They finally get over. Once they're there, there's a there's a 15 minute intro to the movie where they're in a stagecoach with uh, two newly released prisoners, and it's a very tense uh, 15 minutes. Um, you can tell these guys are up to no good. They're basically trying to rape and kill his son, and he's doing everything possible to stop that. Eventually, it's not a spoiler because it's in the plot, it's in the trailer. He they rape and kill his son, uh, and then he goes on a, a revenge plot throughout the entire movie it's very slow it's a very very slow movie uh i would say the thing that stands out the most about this movie is, is this like a uh like he's like tracking them or he's what 
tracking. Does he have to like track them down? Or? No, no. He's actually for the most most of the movie he's actually captured and he's trying to escape and oh. there's a subplot with his brother and some other stuff. Um, besides all that, it's a it's a decent western. It's nothing original, uh, but I think it's just like an ode to old like uh, good versus evil western revenge tales. But uh, the color in this movie is incredible. Uh, the landscape is pretty good too. I think they shot a lot of the exterior stuff in um, South Africa. And, um, but yeah, the color stands out really well in this movie. They do a really good job painting like that the version of the West in South Africa. You mean the West? What? I'm tired of these uh, these culture vultures. Yeah, it's good though. It's a good, it's a decent, easy watch movie. I swear, like every, I'm like, I tuned you. They, they always they want to be just like us <laughs> yeah. in our frontier. It's oh, it's man. essentially what a Danish person imagines the the West of the United States to be like, like just just wide landscapes and just people killing each other, running around like madmen. And uh, it, like I said, it's it's almost like an ode to those movies where it's not really rewritten anything. It's just something new and modernized. But uh, it's a good movie to just sit down, let it play, and watch. It's, it's like 85 minutes, I think. Very short. Um, but yeah, I would recommend it. I'd probably just give it a three, like a heavy three. Heavy three? It's, um, it's on Netflix, so if you want to watch it, you can check it out. It's for free. If for you have free? A mem- if you have a membership. If you have a membership. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it. That's all I'm talking about. Else? Well, I didn't really want to talk about Meet the Robsons or Van Helsing too much. I know we're pressed for time. Right. And Steve, Steve hasn't gone yet. Steve, what you got? Nothing. No, I do have a movie. I just really don't feel like... I don't know if it's worth talking about. Well, name it. What's the title? Uh, don't know what compelled me. I guess in my hungover state this morning, I thought it would be a good idea to watch uh, a film starring two, Ameri- two of America's sweethearts, uh, Nick Fury and Deadpool. All right, you guys want to listen to yep. a clip for <laughs> Halloween? I already reviewed that movie. Hitman's Bodyguard? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I didn't want to talk about it. I don't know what compelled me to watch it. It's not good. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. All right, let's move you on. You don't want to talk about it? I mean, you guys are just going to give me shit for a good five no, minutes. What, what so you, you, no, I mean, I, fuck, I, mean, I, I watched it. Which one, yeah. which one is this? Yeah, it's a buddy cop movie, basically. Yeah. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. He has to, like, escort him or some shit? Yeah. Did you like it? I like them. If that the characters, for, yeah, I just I thought I thought I don't know I just like Nick uh, Nick Fury yelling the whole time. I think it was uh, enjoyable. And then uh, Ryan Reynolds, man, he's a he's a sweetheart. He's a nice guy. I like watching him on screen. He's super friendly. I, I stared at him once when he's walking down the street in Tribeca. So that was awkward. Isn't uh, Samuel Jackson's wife who, who's he married to in this movie? Selma Hayek. Oh yeah, that's right, dude. She's gorgeous. She looks still looks great. Hasn't changed. It's beautiful. Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> I mean, he smiled when he, <laughs> he like giggled and smiled. At I mean, me. yeah. I don't know what she looks like anymore. I'd never see any in, in movies anymore. Well, do you want to rate this? I mean, not really. Two. Really? <laughs> <laughs> that's bad. I heard it wasn't good from it's a you, lot of people. Dude, it's just like, all right. What did I give it? That's the thing. Like, there's obviously, there's obviously potential for for this to, I'm not gonna lie I'm pretty sure they want to make this a thing they want to make like another movie and we probably will get another movie with these guys in it uh, I gave it a two yeah <laughs> it's 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 so it's so generic but you know I like buddy cop films I think they're always fun to watch I, th- I think that's why my, I have an obsession with uh, mm-hmm. uh, Rush Hour yeah that's true that's true <laughs> let's move along yeah let's move along alright here's a clip for Halloween hello Michael my name is Aaron Corey. 
I've been following your case for years and still know very little about you. I'd like to know more. About that night. About those involved. Do you ever think about them, Michael? Feel guilt about their fate? I borrowed something from a friend at the Attorney General's office, Michael. You feel it, don't you, Michael? You feel the marks. Say something, Michael. Say something, Michael. Say something! Okay, that was a great clip, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's the longest clip we've ever had. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh Halloween was directed by David Gordon Green. Um it was also, as I mentioned earlier, co written by Danny McBride. Uh here's the synopsis. It always has these little taglines on uh on Letterbox too. I'm sorry just reading those. Yeah, do it. Face your fate. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking half assed. <laughs> Face your fate. Lori Strode comes to find her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who was haunted, who has haunted her since her narrowly escaped. Wait, I'm, I completely <laughs> fucked that up. I'm sorry. Lori Strode comes to her final confrontation with Michael Myers, the masked figure who has haunted her since he, she narrowly escaped his killing spree on Halloween night four decades ago. Uh, yeah, stars Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori Strode, of course. Uh, Judy Greer plays her daughter, Karen Strode. We've also got uh, Will Patton makes an appearance, which, which I didn't uh, uh, foresee. Um, we've also a couple other people. Um, Miles Robbins, he's been in a few things recently, um, like Cock Blockers. Uh, keep telling everybody here to watch that. It's pretty funny. But, uh, yeah, who wants to go first? I guess I'll step Crickets. up to the plate. <laughs> Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Uh, <laughs> that's great. I guess I'll jump in. Oh. Uh, I first wanted to say I was nervous kind of going into this because I've only seen the first one. Uh, and lo and behold. Well, for that one, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's I didn't fun. need it at all. Yeah. Uh, I found out during this process or like watching them, I'm like, well, I guess none of the other ones happened. They retconned everything. And I'm pretty sure Jamie Lee Curtis was in other ones. Right? She was. Yeah. She was in because when I was growing up, there was like five that came out, I think, or I saw trailers for a lot of them. And uh, she was in a couple and... Uh, I just find them very interesting overall. This franchise history, like I just like I was reading a couple of the uh, synopsis about them, and I'm just like, it's just like, what the fuck? Like, how, where are they taking this story? She, apparently, she was like a headmaster at a school in one. I don't know. It's weird. So, jumping in, I was kind of nervous. Were you talking about um, Halloween? Not just the like yeah. way they take her character. Yeah, exactly. So they change her character in almost every movie. Yeah, it's like weird. They, they killed her in um, was it Resurrection? Yeah, they kill her in Resurrection. I didn't know that. Yeah, they kill her off. Oh, wow. Just wait, they kill her off and then they bring her back? Well, no, she was never in another one after that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So th- obviously this one's a sequel to the first, so none of that should happen. Yes, none of that happens. Uh, so talk about this film. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm glad I didn't have that experience. So I, I kind of, I, I love the first Halloween and coming into this one, uh, I think this was definitely a, a real good time for me. I, I had a, I had fun. I think that's the one one thing that really stuck out to me when watching mm-hmm. it. It's just, I think, and it, it's been a long time since I've gone to the movies and it was like crowded with people and like people were just like, but it was a lot of younger people too, especially. 
and everyone in the theater was just having that same level of fun in a horror movie. I feel like we don't get that anymore. I feel like, you know, with the Conjuring films that come out and like, you know, the same fucking retread of like, you know, these like cheap jump scares, you know, every, it, people are desensitized or just, you know, it's not that same level. It's just like everyone in the theater, you know, when, you know, when Michael's building up for a kill, or when it does happen, everyone's like, holy shit, you know, or like, you know, when there's like a, you know, this movie actually has like funny parts like that kid. The, wait, wait, the, wait. I don't think Conjuring has cheap jump scares. No, I'm talking about the Conjuring franchise, what it's become. Oh, okay. Yeah. The first one I like, I haven't seen the second one, but the that other franchise, the, the spinoff films, like The Nun we just watched, it was just yeah. cheap the whole time. Just like every fucking five seconds, a loud noise and then something pops out. Mm-hmm. No, but I think I think this film just kind of like harkens back to a simpler time with like like big budget, you know, horror movies, I think, you know. It captures that essence and everyone I I think fun is the one word I do take away from this. Great. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Can I jump in? Yeah. yeah. Uh I do agree that uh this one is done more in the style of uh 80s slasher films. And I like a lot about that about this movie for for that reason. However, I do think it's also, if I'm honest, lazy in in in, in several ways. I like I like when you said however you go like this and you put up your glasses. <laughs> That's because they were falling at my face. That shit was but, funny. Uh, You're just like however. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah no, I feel like a dick. Uh, yeah, I think this movie is also lazy in a, in, a, in a couple ways and i think it's uh unoriginal in, in a few ways i do think as you mentioned that it, it is f- fun at times and it definitely has a level of humor and and uh a lot less seriousness to it which i think is the following of many uh big budget horror movies these days they att- uh, attempt to be very serious except they end up falling short on the scares and the the the, the jump scares are really are really uh, cheap and uh, ineffective but i think this one has definitely a different layer of horror to it uh that is very reminiscent of 80s movies like i mentioned i like the the brutality of the kills they're 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 pretty fun yeah. and um this one also doesn't take itself too seriously and it has that level of humor to it and it has the the teenagers in it which um which I think uh, helps it and hurts it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they definitely have like a lot of fun and funny scenes, but um, I think the most interesting movie about or interesting aspect of this movie is uh, Jamie Lee Curtis's character, uh, Laura Strode. We get a bit of her and her and their mental issues as a result of her attack specifically like in the fucking Applebee's or wherever they were at and her like freaking, <laughs> her freaking out. The fucking Applebee's. But I, I really enjoy the scenes of her and her preparing for Michael. I think those were my favorite uh, scenes in the movie. And I think we could have gotten so much more out of this movie if it really dived into uh, like Laura Strode and her dealing with with like not only the mental uh, issues that, that come with surviving this attack and the paranoia she like has these defenses built up around her house, but also, yeah, her dealing with like his escape and, and, uh, and, and her preparing for it. I think that would have been a, a better movie if I'm honest and a much more original, like a, it would have been like a true sequel to a slasher film. Cause 
in the first f- film you get the slasher film and you get the killer killing people i think like an aftermath movie if that makes sense like a true aftermath movie of her dealing with like the psychological P- effects yeah the ptsd of it and like the the psychological horror and then having uh what's his fucking name michael myers actually escape and what that would have done like to her character and actually having to to like fight him off and protect her family i think they if they had gone th- that yeah. route i think it, it would have been a a better movie for me and that's you what get I, this guy in hollywood yeah i don't know that's what i was ex- <laughs> that's what i was expecting from from the trailer if i'm honest because it shows her like her uh preparing and fucking shooting dummies and shit in her yard but there's there's not that much I, of that in this yeah. and i think that would have been a better movie but i did enjoy this it it is much like those uh those 80s f- films that you mentioned. Yeah. Anybody else want to talk? Um, I agree pretty much with both of you. Um, one thing that I do like about this film, that it's a bit different, with, uh, with all of the past movies, a lot of the ways he Michael Myers kill people is pretty much the same. In this one, they take it and they play with the idea of like how he's going to like kill somebody, what weapons he's going to use, how this person's going to look, and how he's going to disfigure them. In the original movies, it's pretty much all the same. So in this one, uh, it, it's unique and it is interesting to see how he's pretty much picking people off. Yeah. They make him a monster, basically. They, they've, they've been talking that whole time. It's just like, oh, this guy's evil. He's pure evil. And then you actually get to see it. Instead of being told, mm-hmm. they show you how, how he... And, it's, and I think that's one of my favorite aspects of the film, how like crazy the kills get. Like It's just... it's Yeah, it gets really grotesque. Yeah. One thing that, uh, that they do retain that I was not a fan of I do like the Laurie aspect and her mental state and what she's become after the first uh, events of the of the franchise. And I do like that they wiped away pretty much everything in the last 40 years of like her character and going through all these different movies and and all the twists and turns with Michael Myers throughout the series. Um I don't like the aspect that they took from the original series and used kids and the idea of like a dance and Halloween and that we get a lot of these stories with these uh with the daughter, her friends that stuff I think is pretty washed away in yeah. this movie. Like it doesn't really go anywhere. And I know that it's trying to build up these characters in a way to like you get to know them a little bit and, and this is what these guys do. They try to inject humor. That's what they're known for in a lot of these characters. But I think that stuff is useless in this series. I think that like Harvey said, they should have just went in the direction where it's just a Laurie versus Michael Myers I in think, a way. I think you yeah, I agree with what you're saying. Like, yeah, I think it would have been a different. It would have been a different film if they focused on that. But it would have been a darker film. That's it, what it, I think they should have went with. I think, yeah. and like, I, if you look at um, have, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was gonna say if you look at um, Rob Zombie's movies, they're very dark and they focus on like Michael Myers as just like a, a a killer. In this movie, they like I said, they retain that original idea of him picking off people in Halloween, like the, these different random people. But uh, in the trailer, it made it seem like they were focusing on his relationship with her and like a cat and mouse game with all the preparation stuff that we get in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I wish they just didn't go in that direction. It's almost like they're trying to like do some kind of ode to the first movie. Yeah, that's I, had, I also had that in my notes. Like the, I think the comedy that surrounds the, the the teenagers is is, is funny sometimes. Um, I think it just and, yeah, it lightens it, it up a bit. Yeah, and I think that. I think that definitely works with the style of films that this is uh, uh, paying respects to. But I do think that is the weak, weakest aspect of the movie in terms of story and uh, and, and and plot. Uh, there, there there could have been much more focus on, on Laurie Strode instead of her granddaughter and their friends because ultimately the, those were, I think, the weakest moments of the movie for me. 
Um, and I think it could have injected, uh, I don't know, maybe comedy in, in different ways, but yeah, yeah, I think that, that whenever they're on screen, I think it's definitely a much worse movie than when you're dealing with like Lori and, and like, I think like her, her mental issues specifically like in the restaurant and even like the, the intense moments with her, like looking for Michael, like in the house. And I think those are the best parts of the movie. Yeah, that that scene was uh, in that house scene when she was searching for Michael was super tense, man. I was like yeah. sitting there the whole time, like fuck. Third third act sand down is my favorite. Yeah, like it really picks up when uh, the daughter Allie or Allison yeah. or whatever her name is is running Allison. through the the woods. I the love woods, that. yeah. I love that. And scene. like she trips and, and falls that... and she's the mannequin and then there's like really great shots of the I... mannequin and and then like we see those in the house it's really good it's yeah. they really do a good job of like building up the suspense i like i like the score that they use when she was running in the woods like yeah. I, the score that was another thing i mean what do you guys feel about it i like the score i feel like um it's the original john Carpenter score yeah. from yeah. Uh, the original series him and his son I think, yeah. his, I think his son worked on this one i'm not sure of john Carpenter. Oh, it's they're weird both how just, that like, guy in a room. he they're started like, his career as a composer yeah and he became like a horror he still composed like all his movies too. yeah he does a lot of composing still no. Oh. Uh, Jesus. What do you think? <laughs> yeah, I just realized you're quiet over there. What's going on with you? No, no, Um <laughs> I was gathering my thoughts, a.k.a. looking on Facebook. Uh, yeah, I don't really agree with you guys on a lot of stuff. Um, Ooh. Well, I don't know. I guess I agree. I just don't think it works. Uh, my, my problem with this movie is it's, it's, it's cute. That's all I'm going to say. Like... It's cute. It's a <laughs> cute it little. That. It's a cute little fucking. Oh hey, look, hey, he's li- back. all right. Listen, there's no. I, I don't, don't like. See I, don't, a, I don't appreciate the way you're saying cute. <laughs> all right, what I'm saying is, you could put this movie in the '80s and it wouldn't stick out at all. And you, one could say that that's. I a didn't good say thing. that it would. I don't think it would either. But you could say that that's a good thing for some people. I personally don't think that's a good thing. Um, and I think, uh, I think like uh, they they could have done a lot. Um, to modernize it and, and make it like, I don't know, first thing that comes to mind is like Mad Max Fury Road. Obviously you're not making a grand master set piece like, like that, but like in the sense that they they somehow revived um, such a, like like kind of a campy, um, you know, action, you know, movie, apocalyptic action movie from the 80s and made it into this like kind of a marvel. Now, I know there might not have been the funds to do that, but, I mean, horror is definitely cheaper than Mad Max. Um, and and I just think that the movie, like, it, it doesn't hold up. And, like, it's supposed to take place in 2018. It just doesn't feel like it. It just feels weird. It, was it not enough talk of Twitter? And no, or, no, but, like, know? for instance, like, if he's going around murdering the town, yeah, like, if that was 2018, there'd be, like, the national defense on, on the streets and shit. If you were finding the bodies... Within minutes of them being killed, I mean, you'd have every fucking FBI detective out there, and you have just like a couple fat sheriffs on the case. It's a small town, man. It's, no, I mean it's like the biggest fucking you know massive killing ever. He killed like he's just going around the town killing like fucking at least a dozen people, and <laughs> it just it feels campy like that. It just doesn't like there there the relationship between um, what's her name. Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie yeah. Lee, what's her character's name? Lori. Lori. Like, I mean, I thought I was going to get this crazy, like, so we meet again scene where there's, like, some emotion involved. Like, holy fuck, like, this is it. Like, we meet again after all these years. But, like, it was just brushed over. 
It didn't seem like she's prepared. Well, you're saying all the things I said. What do you mean? Also, you you have to remember that they've that. they've had those scenes in past films, like uh, yeah, but I mean, Resurrection and H2O yeah, but those were irrelevant. So I mean, you'd think they'd do it again, but better. I I don't think they wanted to do it again. There's a lot of things that they skip over in this series. I don't think she was prepared for the for anything. Like it just didn't seem like you had 40 years, man. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I mean, she but, built quick a question, Tom. Bunker. I, I, I yeah, want to fucking she, know. Like, she, I, I want like, to know. She built a bunker, but like, she, I, I want to know, Tom. She, how, she, how long would you he, have lasted? I don't know. This, he, you're saying the same shit I just said, though. So I don't know why you. I said agree that. with we, you, we, 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 but like, I just don't think it was that. Yeah, fun I, of a movie, and I don't know. I had a good time. I, I agree th- with that. I think. I don't think it's. I don't think it was a funny movie. I said it was reminiscent of '80s movie, which I think it is. I think they recreate that formula in a way, but they do fail at updating the movie and doing different shit. That's why I said I think it would have been more interesting if they focused more on, on Laurie's yeah, character yeah, yeah. and uh, like her I think I was just coming off struggling. the heels of a bunch of positive comments of the film, so like that's when um, I started my... I, I think it would have been interesting <laughs> if, uh, if they went the dark route and just turned her into the fucking killer and she... Like had, an unraveling? And she had Michael Myers like chained up at the end and was like torturing him or right, something. Right, the that prey, the prey becomes a predator, right? Yeah. yeah, I like I like the character of Michael Myers. That's why I, I think I really enjoy those Rob Zombie movies because it, the movie just dives into him and following him, like uh, him in like the institution and things like that. I remember one being dis- decent, but I can't remember which one it was. I think the first one's really good. Which, which to, one is I that? I need to watch the that. first Rob Zombie Halloween movie. Yeah, is that the one with Buster Rhymes? No, that's res- you're talking about Resurrection. That yeah. was ho- awful. Yeah, Emma. That's the one where they kill her off. There's way too uh, much fucking. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't know which one I'm talking about. I need to well, see. Um, have you seen the Rob Zombie ones? I think I have. I'm, I, that's the one I like. I, I don't. Yeah, those are good, actually. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel any any particular touch of style in this in this one, and uh, I wouldn't say I was bored, um, but I definitely wasn't having a good time. Really, I don't know. I thought it was like yeah. it was. A, it, I, for that, that's why I keep coming back to it. Like I know this is not. Obviously, like a horror masterpiece, this is not nothing like it's not the first film. It it's never going to live up to that. And I, I don't know. I just thought they when they wrote this script, I think they just had in mind like we want to harken back to some of these older films yeah. and make it like that sounds it, it's, the point. I don't know. The, the thing is, though, I think they introduced some really interesting things. They just didn't focus. Oh yeah, they focus did, them yeah. at all. Yeah, like specifically the like uh, Lori's character and uh, her issues and her. Her uh, her life after being after nearly getting killed by Michael Myers, I think that if they had placed much more focus on her character and uh, really fleshed out like her her illness and like her day to day life, I think that could have been a better movie. Yeah, there's also I don't know if you guys got this, but because obviously in this in this one they wipe away the forty the forty years of like him being a character who keeps escaping, can still killing people, chasing after Lori. But it's almost as if they took that experience, if it existed, and then gave it to her. Like, she's traumatized from all of those experiences. And this movie, it's really, she only supposed to have one, the original, where, you know, she escapes originally. And then 40 years, she doesn't see him again. So, it's like they took all of those 40 years of burden of the, of the movies happening, her experience with him, and put it onto her character in this movie. It's kind of weird. I just don't know how 40 years someone would be so traumatized by one night of their entire life. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, mean I, I would never. I'm pretty sure like that's happened to a lot of people. Yeah, I, mean, I, I actually I, expected I, her to be I a think, little more prepared. Yeah. I, th- I think that the way that they give her that trope of her like 
kind of like PTSD is kind of too heavy in terms of like the last 40 years she had no altercation with him at all in the in the films obviously they keep going back to her and he keeps chasing her and she kills him blah 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 and every movie that we get with her she's preparing to kill him again uh, the last movie that she was in resurrection it was the same ordeal just it's sibling rivalry he's not though They're... i know oh yeah sorry i was thinking about um I was thinking about the first one, I got them mixed up. The characters. It's also weird, like this 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 entire franchise, like they're they're not they're not making any more um Nightmare L Street movies, aren't they? I'm pretty that sure that it. franchise is like the one that it'll, right. it'll be it'll be back. But they keep making these fucking movies. Like I know it's like a staple in like American like horror movies. I mean there's also no J- Jason movies either. So. Yeah, I was just getting get into that too, but like they just keep making these movies, like it's almost like where's the following for this movie? Like who's like expecting these movies every four years or so but people still go see it just because like it fits into like halloween and like well, american yeah. cinema and it's an easy grab too because people are familiar with the halloween series so it's gonna have a larger turnout than like a fresh new franchise they think what, what's also weird is that there's actually like directors who like they want to remake these movies like rob zombie wanted to remake the halloween movie i'm pretty sure david gordon Green wanted to do this franchise like why i think it's a waste did, of time did you um this is a quick Detour, but did you guys see the trailer for Happy Death Day Two already? So yeah, fucking horrible! But wait, didn't they spoil the first one? Yeah, they spoiled no, the first I don't one. Watch they, the first one. Yeah, dude, <laughs> they they in the trailer itself, they explains what happens in the dude, first. They one. must have shot that it's probably real simultaneously. Quick. Dude, they it shot fast. That shows. They're like, oh man, we actually made some money, and they're like, get uh, out dude, the door. Harvey just saw that movie like a week yeah, ago. That's weird. It's yeah, it's insane how fucking quick they pumped that but shit. But no, out. but the funniest part was like, oh yeah, and it turns out this person was the killer. But now I'm like, wait, Joe, sure, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I haven't seen the trailer either. No, <laughs> well, I won't say it, but no. don't ruin the trailer. Dude. <laughs> Once you see the trailer, the movie's spoiled. You have you don't, don't have ruin the trailer for me. Well, and, I the, guess and the title for this one's horrible. The way I look at it though is, if that wasn't the real killer in the first one or if it didn't complete the loop then that probably wasn't a real killer so there's probably another killer no no there's i think i think that is the real killer for what i saw in the trailer it looks like a science experiment gone wrong and they're all affected by it this is my this is my theory so i yeah because i saw like an explosion with like this weird like fucking particle fucking just this huge dude it looks insane i can't fucking watch this movie Happy it's birthday a, to you. Happy death day yeah. to you. Oh, yeah, some I'll like watch that. the first one. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not getting involved in this franchise. <laughs> you already did. Yeah, yeah, you're already I'm in, man. Unknowingly. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us. Em. Yeah, uh, you're definitely reviewing this, man. I'm not. Shit. It's not happening. I'm gonna. Shit. When you <laughs> review this on your own next year, I'm gonna bring up this clip. Yeah, we're gonna have this on lock. <laughs> I'm not supporting this shit. It's like, so I watched it. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, so, I don't have much to say about Halloween. All right, Halloween? Nobody else have anything else to say? No, uh, um, I, I was going to make a comment on, like, why... I don't know. It's, like, like why any director would want to work on something. Uh, there's there's something that resonates with this. Like, some people find this, like, a, a point in their life where, like, wow, that was that was amazing film. Like, I would really? love to work on this franchise. So, I mean, I don't know. I feel like... I understand that, but with this franchise, I don't get it. I mean, some people... I think... Uh, uh, this, I think this... It was a point in time, you know? I think there's a... Like what? What? I don't think there's. I don't think those directors really wanted to make this movie. I don't. Rob Zombie did. I, don't, I feel like I don't Rob Zombie definitely did. I, I think probably like. him because he's like a weird dude. But I think like in other directors, I think it's more of 
the studio saying, hey, direct this, and then we'll let you direct something else. Oh, I yeah. I don't think those directors are really, like, dying to fucking remake these movies. I think they're doing, like, mm-hmm. deals. Oh, no, I don't think so ours. either. I feel like Rob Zombie, I, I think, think there was, like, if, some passion if there. they were dying to remake it, it wouldn't, it would turn out better. Maybe. Like, it would be, I think George Miller is dying to do another Mad Max, and he's like, it would have been a passion project, yeah. is what I'm saying. This is not, this is not a passion project. I don't think, I think, I think you're, I think, Everyone's being a little too hard in this movie. Mm. I think I don't know. I'm being hard on the franchise as a whole. Yeah, because I've seen like I've I'm never pretty sure s- I've seen all of them. I haven't seen all of them. I've I only seen the play first them one. I've seen most of every every fucking Halloween. But they all mesh together. So many of them. I mean, it's just so. I think that's why I don't have that perception because since I've only seen these two, you've only seen these two. This is it. Yeah, Halloween and this one. Really? Yeah. So that's, that's why I, I think that's why I never look at seen H two O. No. I've just Josh seen tra- yeah, I've just seen like the trailers for these things. Yeah, you should probably watch those. And uh, and I think that's why I'm not like I I don't know I I, I guess this franchise is not washed out for me. I mean, even if the franchise isn't like those tropes that you see over and over again, I don't think this movie escaped enough of those to to feel like a new and different movie. For oh me. no, it that that's my biggest problem with it. Yeah, yeah. I was expect I was, especially with like Danny McBride direct or uh, writing it. I don't know him to be an excellent writer or anything, but I thought that it would be different. Yeah. But it wasn't the, different. This movie does have some problems with it. Like, I think that, for example, like you mentioned, like the, the, un, I guess that would be a spoiler. Never mind. But <laughs> there, there is a scene in a prom where they don't really use any of that. Like, there's a setup for it, but then it just goes away. Like, it's not used at all. I think it would have been a good scene, a prom scene with him in there. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of missed opportunities in there when they kind of go back to the things that they've been doing for the last 40 years. Yep. The only missed opportunity is Danny McBride wasting his time co-writing this and not doing something else. It's never a waste of time when you're getting mad money. <laughs> it's could, not about money. He could be doing foot fist way too. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see that. Yeah, I would too. Anything else? I don't know. We can, re- we can re- uh, rate it. Let's let's throw some stars on this uh, shit. It's gonna be a three from me. I think it's slightly above average horror. Um, um <laughs> but yeah. Jeez. I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a three. Solid. <sighs> uh for me, like I said before, I think it's a good time. I'm gonna give us a three. Oh I think, my God. I think it's worth a watch. I don't think it's, I don't know why the hell you you make it sound like it's the worst what shit. What makes in the world. it worth a watch? I think it's a fun. I, I think it's a I th- fun. I think. I mean, I think a lot of this, the death scenes are really good. Yeah. What? Uh, what, what, what as far as I remember, you stabbed the first and one, choked everyone. The first one in the bathroom. <laughs> oh man, I like I that a lot. Th- I honestly thought y'all were gonna give it much higher. If I'm honest. I really, I really did <sighs> like the third act of the house, scene, the house stuff with the mannequins and the closets and. Shit. I didn't because I kept saying like, "Wow, you really didn't plan for this." What I the mean, she, fuck she did, dude? She, she did her house, what, what I didn't understand. Her house nah, was, that was sloppy. No, no, that was not. I don't it, think it was that sloppy. I think uh, I, I do think it was sloppy, and I think the fucking uh, what's that shit called? A fucking panic room. What was the point of the panic room if you keep opening the fucking the panic? Room? It wasn't oh, a panic yeah. room. I, it was a. Well, you well, can't spoil it. Can't spoil it. It's but, not a panic. You see it in the trailer. Yeah, but even so, what she was counting on in her method is just wasn't. A, it's, I don't think it, would, it was a sure <laughs> shot. But there are other ways well, to her, do it. Her plan was to trap him yeah. in one of the rooms. It, yeah, doesn't, was, it, didn't, it didn't matter, matter where. where. But the thing is, though, why wouldn't you just go around and hit all the buttons? But then you'll be trapped. How you, would you be trapped? What, what if you were stuck in one of them? You don't have to go in the room to hit the button. But she, I guess she had to double check that she was in the house before she, you know. 
did what she did. I don't know, man. I feel like we're get, we're being a little too rough on her. Uh, her her. Well, plan. I, didn't, I didn't rate it yet. Her plan was not good. I think if you gave me like forty minutes, I can come up with a better one. Um, and she had forty years, so yeah. I'm going two stars, light two stars for me. Did not enjoy. It was okay. It wasn't uh, hard to watch, but um, was not enjoyable for me. Okay. Two light stars, like like. Towards the end of their life, lifespan. Close to a one, huh? Like the the stars, there's two stars, but they're like, um, they're going to be black holes soon. <laughs> what? I don't know. I really did like that opening scene, though. The, oh, the yeah, that was great. That was, I thought it was really, really good. good. I, that set me up for a good movie. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, Did shit. not get a good movie. I think it was good overall. I think it was a good watch, like a first time, last time watch. You guys have a horror Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. What's next week? That's a great question. Not the horror movie. I don't have a list. Yeah, we do. We I'm have another one. I'm out. You're I'm out. out. You're not going to see a Suspiria? Yeah, that you have to. Amazing. Dude, you have to. Actually, that is different. Yeah. Uh, that's different. That's not a horror movie. Is that what we're doing? Suspiria? That's right. Is it, no. We're just I'm just guessing. Yeah. I don't know. I think it might be. I think there's something else that comes out next week, too, but I can't remember what it is. What it is. We'll figure out. We'll figure it out in a second. Um, so it looks like there's a movie called. Wow, there's nothing coming out. This is a void week. We got Hunter Killer, Johnny English Strikes Again. <laughs> I'm gonna see that. I kind of want to see Hunter it. Killer. Yeah, dude, what a fucking ridiculous name. Oh, um, so Spirit does come out. Definitely see yeah, that. It's limited. Um, but you know, um, that Borders movie is coming out, dude. Have you guys seen the trailer for that? No, dude. No. After this podcast, watch that fucking trailer. Uh, how do you guys feel about Suspiria? I think I can do it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, we all on board. You got a weird swoosh right now, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> all right, Suspiria. It is. We're gonna watch a two-hour and thirty-two-minute movie. Crisp runtime. <laughs> Crisp. It better be, or I'm going after uh, Luca. What's his name? Luca, yeah, Luca. Guadagnino. Yeah, I'm going after him. All right, let's do uh, let's do our topic. Um, let's talk about how we would kill people and in what fashion <sighs> we would do it. Don't word it like in, that. In movies, in movies. <laughs> we had a lighter tone to that originally. Oh yeah, <laughs> how we would kill people in what you put the movies first, right? Oh, never mind. So basically, the topic is um. If we would fall into some sort of um, horror trope, what kind of killer would would be, and you know what style, what fashion? Did Ooh. you guys? Did you guys uh, have your picks? Uh, sure. Not. Since it's your topic, though, you should probably go first. Okay. Um. The confession. <laughs> I'm kind of more like a, a hope, little bitch. I hope. Like I don't like confrontation. I don't like gore and blood. Okay. <laughs> So I think I would be more like a sniper from afar. What? Just <laughs> wait. So you're not. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see there's horror movies where someone's sniping. Yeah. He's terrorizing the town mm-hmm. by sniping people. Yeah. You know that these people exist in real life, and you're on a watch list. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But it's a movie. It's fake. It's, re- it's make believe. <laughs> I would never do that. He's, Sean's gonna play the lead in the DC sniper biopic. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I want to be like not just like with uh, with bullets. I want to like have like a crossbow in the woods and the trees and shit. And like pick people off. Oh, yeah, so, so a little Rambo. Not in like um. The fuck is that movie I made you watch? The, the f- punishment movie. Oh fucking! 
the Strange Wilderness. No, 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 the first one ever. Chill, that's not punishment. That was a treat. Oh, um, Deliverance, the uh, preservation. preservation, preservation, but not not <laughs> like that. That, that that was weird and weak. There's also a year next where yeah, like that, yeah. kind of like that, where like I'm killing people from afar, no confrontation, no blood. Mm. Um, but yeah, I would want to be somebody like that. But I also want to wear a mask. Um, I do like the idea of mask in movies like Killers wearing mask. Um, I just don't know what the fuck I would wear. I don't, I what, what would be your like a spirit? Maybe animal. like an Iron Man mask. I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking <laughs> just to be to like belittle yeah. the franchise. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, I think I like the idea of like people killing people from afar, like with crossbows <laughs> and bullets. You just sound like a pussy right now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like stabbing. Like, you, can you imagine like pushing a knife in somebody's skin? Yeah, it it got to be harder than what they portray in movies. Like oh. to actually puncture somebody. I don't know. When I, well, I was like cooking the other day, and I cut my finger by accident. So I mean, I don't but think you that you difficult. Like, that's different. You That's didn't a thrust slice, into no. like slice. a thick piece of skin. In your yeah, I'm just gut. saying. I'm just saying. Like, if it was a sharp enough knife, I don't think it would be that difficult. What the fuck are we talking about? Ah. <laughs> uh, All right, show. I'll your... go next. Um, so I, oh, I, I like research. Um, I don't like. I get anxiety problems when I'm out of control. When I don't have control over a situation, like Michael Myers is, his his um. His mental ability to focus is just, it's, it's applauding, you know? Like, it, you got to really focus, and, like, when things go wrong, I would get mad. Um, when, when you know, I, I don't have, like, control over the situation, I can't just walk around and kill people. Like, it's just not me. Um, I would never kill anybody, that's why. <laughs> Are you listening, government? <laughs> Uh, but, um, I think if I could get people into a facility like Saw, <laughs> and <laughs> I've, I've just, I think his, his, um, it's for research purposes, right? So you'd be more like the math scientist. Right, right. I want to see how people break and how they, how they interact. Social experiments. Another thing I would do is, is like, um, I would have to, one of my victims would be a, a pregnant woman. Uh, oh, fuck. And, uh, I would raise her child for her. But I would raise him in the sense that all he knows is killing. So he becomes my my prodigy. Yeah. And when I die, my legacy lives on through him. So and it's I, like a nature versus nurture I always wanted to know situation. what would happen to a kid if you never exposed him to society. Mm. This must exist somewhere. Mm-hmm. I think like, this happened ta- in real life. I'm talking no language, maybe. Like, no, no language. You just, like, you nurture him until he's, like, he can consciously pick up food and eat it himself and then uh yeah so that would be my little side project as i'm torturing these these bunch of of people uh i would definitely pick like i would be a little bit of an anti-hero i this would is pick dark. people yo you really <laughs> thought about this shit <laughs> i really did it i thought this i just wanted to shoot a couple people <laughs> no i would um i would you're pick... sick ears yeah, you have like a plan like legit like for instance, like um, you know, like some some killers have like like Michael Myers. He he has his he has his eye on a glory. However, uh, I I would just be random about it and just and like for instance, when people in New York honk their horns when they shouldn't, like he would go on my list. Like you're going into the facility and I'm going to torture you. Um, but he's going to know why I'm torturing him too, and I might even let him go. So that when he goes back out in society, he he will never honk his fucking horn. So again. basically, jigsaw. Yeah, a little bit like jigsaw, but different. 
different. Yeah, um, yours? If I had to have like a persona <laughs> where people would like see me on like a, do screen, you have to wear a mask? Are you gonna? Yeah, wear I'm a mask? gonna wear a mask. What would I, it be? I, I haven't really thought thought of it yet. Um, but I was thinking instead of a mask, do a whole suit or something. Oh, so like, like a Spider Man? No, not like a Spider Man. More of like a furry. <laughs> <laughs> so like maybe like um, walk. Yeah, like something something cute you could associate. Like it'd like be a, really creepy. A Teletubby. You'd be like the Teletubby. Yeah, <laughs> something like that. I haven't quite thought that out yet. I, I never will after this this podcast stops recording. Just want you all to know. I think that. you will. No, no, no. <laughs> I don't know what you do in your office all day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I had to go that route because I, I can't risk walking around killing people. What if someone kills me back? Yeah, I need to be in control. I can't. So. That that's interesting. So you're gonna be in the woods, hanging out. Sean, in, a, in yeah. a similar way, he he doesn't want to be like within. He doesn't want to risk his life. Yeah. Neither do, neither do I. Mm-hmm. I don't even want them to know. Who I'm I a am. socially awkward killer. See, if I was to, if I had to be a killer, I, I was thinking like in a movie. It, in a movie. So so I so I was gonna go down that route of just like avenging, but it like but it has to be like it would be like like fucking just shitty people. And definitely, like, lock them up somewhere. And, but I want them to know that I'm doing it. Like, they will see me. Okay. And I'm basically... I don't, I don't like the idea of a trap because traps are a little bit too elaborate. So, but the thing is, I don't know if I can stab someone. Mm-hmm. So, I might have to let them kill each other. So Battle Royale? Battle Royale style. Okay. So, I'm kind of... So, you're going in the direction of Overlord as well. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, you, so, you, want, you want to play with the pawns. Yeah, basically. I'm going to let... <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna let them know from the get go. Like, hey, this is why you're here, and uh, only one of you can get out. So, like a Lord of the Flies situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's that's. I don't know if I'll do it on an island. Maybe in a manor. Like, so you're like a menacing villain who uses. So like ga- so what's that movie? Warfare. Hunger Games. Is that is, I don't or I don't Battle know. Royale? I think Battle Royale fits okay. it a little bit better. Yeah, Hunger Games is just a Battle Royale ripoff. We all know that. We all know that. But mm-hmm. uh, I think. Definitely. I don't know if I want to put it on an island. I feel like an island's a little bit too... Doing like much. a Call of Duty map? <laughs> <laughs> like inside facility or something? I was, I was thinking a manor, like a nice... Uh, a silo? Like, uh, you but know they can that, escape a manor. Well, that, that's the thing. I want to give them hope that they c- can figure a way out, but they can't. How do you like, know there's not one smart protagonist? Well, you, you know You got to be prepared for smart protagonists. But that's the thing. You know, maybe if it does happen and you know what? I end up, you know, dying in the process. I mean, I think that makes it a far more interesting story. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know the 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 house in Psycho. That's the house I would like something like that, but bigger. Okay. Mm. Like okay. in a beachside town. Like a creepy looking house. Like a creepy yeah. ass manor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what would you be watching this on tape or just? I mean, yeah. I'm gonna obviously have like a setup. Thinking live like, stream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, live stream. Uh, everyone's gonna have a Google Glass. <laughs> You gonna person. upload it to Twitch? Uh, yeah, I was thinking about uploading it for the world to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm definitely I'll have a nice like you know a couple monitors set up. It won't be dark or drabby. Right. This room it's definitely reminds me of the movie Nerve. Anybody see that movie? No. And uh, yes, I'm is that with uh, Dave Franco? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I've seen it. You know, definitely uh, make it a very relaxing Machine place for me to uh, <laughs> to just like lay out my plan or just watch these people kill them uh, kill each other. So mm-hmm. yeah, you're a real sicko. What about you, Harvey? Uh, I thought of mine a little bit differently. Oh, sure. Um, I thought more in terms of how it would function as a movie. So maybe I don't know. But I like that idea because 
Yeah, I thought about it more like grand scope, like a movie, instead of specifically how it would kill people. But um, <laughs> I think um, I think I'd function well in like a like a '70s style, like Technicolor, like black exploitation film, where I'm like a. Where you're gonna fight people to death? No, I'm like. Uh, <laughs> fight people to death. Just fucking kicking people no. until they die. I'd be like a. It'd be like a Technicolor horror. I'd be like a maybe a a vampire. Or, or like, um, are you describing the plot? No fantasy. Fucking, <laughs> is, I think um, this functions within what we're talking. And fun, like horror, it would, and I would be like a vampire or like a werewolf or some shit. And um, yeah, I'd I'd seduce women and then uh, eat I'd, them and then kill them. <laughs> <laughs> well, you wouldn't it, do anything else. It would, it, it would like what a gentleman. It'd be like stylized in like that would Technicolor, you? like seventy style though. So it'd be like very melodramatic and. Um, and uh, not a lot of gore, shit like that, you know. Would you wear a mask as a vampire? No, I no? think I'd I'd be one of those ones where would you do white face when I turn into like a, <laughs> <laughs> I would. I mean, you be naturally pale, right? I think I think that's actually a great choice. I think <laughs> I'm black, but when I become a vampire, I like, turn into a white person, like Dave Chappelle, or, like in white face. <laughs> like this, this is not racist, but the black people turn pale when they die. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I like, little, I'm, everyone loses a little bit of color. I think it would just function as like social commentary or some shit like that. Okay. If I, <laughs> if I was just out there killing black women, but uh, yeah, I think I think that'd be my type of wait. Uh, only black women? Well, yeah, I'd probably kill all women, of oh. course. But I mean, <laughs> I disproportionately kill black women, of course, because what about men? men you don't kill men. Uh, Kill some black ones, maybe. I think the white. You're not afraid of blood. You're like direct contact with blood. (laughs) That's true. That's why. That's why I said vampire or werewolf. I I don't think I'd want to drink blood. That's kind of gross. Even if I was an undead vampire. Yeah. Um. I think my hypochondria would still transfer over. So yeah. I think you. I think it's an acquired taste. I think you get used to it. It has that that irony. You're basically blade. Well, I was thinking more of uh, like vampire in Brooklyn, except more seventies. And more like technical. So yeah, you basically do, you ba- actually you basically describe vampire in Brooklyn. Well, sort of. It, it'd be very different stylistically. Uh huh. Have you guys but, seen that movie? And Whiteface. Yes. Yeah, of course. Have you seen it, Tom? No. Good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope I don't roll a low number this week. Well, I'm not giving you. Oh yeah, he's not gonna give it. But when? Okay. But when? when I'll, I'll remember. I think it might be on my list though. If I'm vampire honest. in Brooklyn. It might be. <laughs> Good. Mm, okay. All right, well, that that's it for us. Um, if you don't hear this, it's because we deleted it out of fear. We got flagged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's, Can't let's play leave the country. <laughs> let's play the game. <laughs> All right, I'm coming in hot. This game is called Get, Get Wrecked. Get Wrecked. <laughs> I don't know who came up with the title, but they're probably a weird person. Um, it was Harvey. I'm going to have immunity this week, so I'm going to sign the lowest roller of this 12-sided die, a movie. Steve's doing some weird gyrating motions, and he rolls a eight. Not bad. Not bad. Saw that shit. Good roll, Steve. Good roll. How'd you do it? Uh, Did a little Uh, little weighted dice. Uh, Six is not not good, because that's um, smack dab. I could lose. You could lose. Yeah. So I'm out. Here I go. I'm good. Here I go. Here I go. Here so I go. This is a good week for me to lose. An eleven, and I yeah, lost. Yeah, you lost. There you go. Lost. Yeah, I got a, I got a freed up week coming. Hey, you already cleaned the fridge, right? Fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give him a, give him a nice long one. Give I don't him know like about you, but a clean fridge really clears the mind. You should try it out. I did it once. 
It was cool. It's, it clears the mind when you open that bad boy up and everything in there is edible. And everything is em- well, for me, it would just be empty. <laughs> exactly, though. But at least you know it's not cluttered. All right. Um, Sean, I'm going to give you a movie called Red Belt. Red Belt? Oh, man, man dude. Yeah. I haven't seen this yeah. in a minute. What is this? It's a. How did you know uh, I didn't see it? I just know you haven't seen it. But uh, This is one of the first movies I rented from Blockbuster. It, yeah, it stars uh, Chiodo Edge 4, and um, I believe Tim Allen is actually in it, which is pretty interesting. Tim Alice Braga, the Brazilian actress. Um, uh, Chiodo plays a uh, martial artist, I believe, in uh, Jiu Jitsu. Um, it's, a, it's a movie that I enjoy, and um, I don't think a lot of people have seen it. A lot of people don't even know what it is. Um, but I think it's like one of his first like uh, like American crossovers when he came to America and started making films. I believe it's a uh, pretty good, and I think you'll enjoy it. It's a drama throwback. Yeah, it's a 2008 drama about a uh, okay mixed martial arts instructor, Mike Terry. Word. Okay, I can watch this. Seems like I can watch it. Cool. I think you'd like it. Okay. Like fighting. Um, what? I think that's going to do it for us to do the right film. Uh, forgot to ask, uh, Halloween's coming up. Is everybody dressing up? I'm not sure. I'm, I'm hoping to sure. be booked on a gig, a very nice paying gig. On Halloween? Yeah. Um, oh, but it's like on a Wednesday, right, or something? Yeah. But, yeah. you know, people are doing stuff the weekend before that's or some true. shit. Nobody's true. going trick-or-treating? Uh, yeah, we're going to get in some uh, trouble. We're definitely it's going to be, uh, be, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Me and my girlfriend are going to try to be Team Rocket, but we just don't have the resources and time right now. <laughs> Inspiration. I love all yeah. you. Just like you're gonna bring Reggie as meowth. Oh, nice, nice. That's nice. a lot. Not really. That's why you're gonna bring your cat outside to parties. Yeah, that would be interesting. Yeah, kind of like meowth. That. That's right. That was all right. On that note, <laughs> <laughs> hey, I was thinking about dressing up too. Yeah, I need to figure out my costume. I mean, as I saw last night, you'd pull off John Lennon, but brown. Yeah, that could work. I was thinking about being a slutty Anthony Banderas. Antonio Banderas. Anthony. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Anthony Bourdain, but then you said no, actually, I was like, well, I was crossing two people over. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> I'll call myself Anthony. <laughs> Maybe you should do Anthony Banderas. Banderas and do like a mesh between Anthony Bourdain and that's too Anthony. weird. That's too soon. Too, too soon. Too soon. How you could do that? Well, I was gonna, I was going to do a El Mariachi costume from Desperado. Okay. I already have well, the guitar yeah. case. You just need a leather jacket. I just need a black gun to walk around with yeah. <laughs> in the guitar case. Yeah, that's uh, that's how you get shot. Put out a party. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's get fake. Shot. <laughs> pew, pew. What are you dressing up as, Harvey? Uh, I don't know. I think, Goku? I think okay. that was uh, me. Again? Oh, yeah. That you. was me. What are you talking oh, yeah, about? That's you, yeah. yeah. You do that every year. I always mix you guys up. <laughs> I could see how. Yeah. I dress up every day of my life. You know what I mean? Black uh, man in America, so. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Tough skin to wear. <laughs> so you're going to be a target for Halloween? Yeah, yeah maybe. Damn. That was <laughs> <laughs> we're getting we're getting brutal on this show. Um, we're yeah. getting flagged. Um, I mean, we, I think we've said worse things, right? It's possible. Uh, please leave us a review on iTunes if you use it or whatever uh, podcast application you use. That'd be great. Mm-hmm. We have mm-hmm. a uh, social media Accounts, <laughs> a social media. <laughs> uh, social media account. Just one. Well, I was gonna say a website, but then I forget. I talk about I social. Say media we had first. a social media manager. Like I was just like, oh, we do. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do the right film on everything except for 
uh instagram do the right film underscore podcast mm-hmm. you can check us out see what uh videos or photos we're posting i think we got an interesting idea to do uh movie memes i don't know if we're gonna yeah i'll work on it if we're gonna do that i got some funny ideas if i'm honest do what we'll start putting them babies into action movie movie memes i got some ideas um we also have a website do the right film.com you can go on there and listen to all the all the episodes and um send us a message let us know what you like about the show you should probably give them the or what you love about the show there's another website. You should give them the one that you report serial killers to. Um, www.thepolice.com. <laughs> or 911.com. The underscore police at Instagram. Yeah. Or at the underscore police. All right, cool. Yeah, I think that's going to do it for us. Yeah, totally. We need a catchphrase. Yeah.